Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hi, I'm John McEnroe. I'm Bjorn Borg. This is Martina Navratilova. I'm Mats Wilander. I'm Stan Wawrinka. I'm Leighton Hewitt. I'm Andy Murray. And you're listening to the Tennis Podcast. Well, there was no play, but there is a podcast because <laughs> Catherine Whitaker and myself, David Law, are here uh, with laughter all around. And it's that sort of gallows humour that is enveloping us all at the moment because we've had a day of rain at the Queen's Club. Nobody has seen a single ball hit outside whatsoever. And it is only the third complete washout in 18 years at the Fever Tree Championships. Very sorry for all those spectators that came today hoping to watch. They all got a full refund as a result, but that doesn't really, you know, it's it's something, isn't it, Catherine? But it's a shame. I mean, people, you, 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 you look at that order of play and you feel like you've won the lottery, don't you, in the morning? Yeah. And then you end up with nothing. <laughs> oh. End up with a really soggy lottery ticket, non-winning lottery ticket. Uh, yeah, it turns out there doesn't need to be tennis for there to be a tennis podcast. No, Who knew? no. We could so, be talking about all sorts of things on this. We, we've got a minute done. Twenty-nine minutes to go. <laughs> <laughs> I insisted upon this because uh, I've got. David's got stories. Yeah. Apparently, I haven't heard any of them, so I'm even... as much a listener as you all are. I'm not really sure what they are yet, but I, c- I can feel them coming. Okay. Um, okay. But no, that's. I mean, look at the day itself. Uh, as, as I mentioned, three washouts in 18 years which was a surprise to me when we looked at that that stat because you know British weather you kind of assumed that there would have been loads of these things and yes there has been rain but you've usually had windows to 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 be able to play still um a lot of it was really frustrating rain today it's rain they would have played in in Paris or on any of the clay court tournaments it's rain they did play in in Paris but you just you can't on grass can you you can't take any risks at all and um... who would cope if they did like if imagine if it was no holds barred tennis right and they don't come off for the rain on grass who would have coped the best today well the problem the problem is you can't you can't go full throttle with movement right because you risk slipping falling over and doing yourself some mischief so it's i guess it's pure shot making but also uh, balance, isn't it? Do you know what I was like? It doesn't matter like how balanced you are if you're out of position. No, but here's my point, is if you're really balanced, you're not that out of position. Do you remember <laughs> in 2014, that year, there was lots of heat at Wimbledon, 
and Djokovic played Dimitrov and they kept on slipping over in the semi-finals. Do you remember that? Yes. Because it was a dusty court and it was all chopped up. And then straight afterwards, and they, they were sliding into shots, doing the splits, all that sort of thing. Then Roger Federer came out onto court and just sort of tiptoed around it <laughs> without barely putting a footprint in the, uh, in the grass. Yeah, okay. I mean, I think the answer to all who would cope best with these conditions questions is it's usually Roger Federer isn't it yeah but you know I th- I, th- I tell you I think Andy Murray would when he's when he's because of his movement I think he's very very balanced as well, well pre-metal hip pre well yeah he tried out his metal hip today did you see that he was indoors with other metal hip maestro playing singles a singles match between metal hips no, it wasn't singles. Yeah, they they hit they hit on the doubles court. I, I think so. It was Andy Murray and Ken Skubsky yeah. hitting against the Bryan brothers, and then I think, as reported by George Belshaw of reporting everything on tennis related on Twitter, um, he said they had a brief singles hit oh, afterwards. How interesting! Tell one of your stories, David. Well, I, yeah, I, I verify that. that. I missed that. Well, anyway, the other washout news of the past Bob Bryan makes singles come back well I remember do you know I remember Bob Bryan beating Tim Henman here uh, on the singles court back in 2001 I'm going to say and it was also 2001 was one of the the last washouts they then had one in 20 and I think yeah 2001 was was when the 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 tournament director was forced to choose who to put on centre court out of Wayne Ferreira against Tim Henman and Pete Sampras against Leighton Hewitt. And Pete Sampras against Leighton Hewitt, world number one against, you know, Hewitt, ended up on court one. And it was very funny. I remember watching that as a spectator. What, in the grounds? No, on the telly. On the telly. On the telly. Oh. Um, I watched it in, in the grounds, over a hedge. I was looking, at, looking over the corner of the court, and that's where the six-foot-seven-ness comes into play. And I was able to look over this hedge and watch the world number one against Leighton Hewitt with nobody watching, <laughs> because it, was, it wasn't very nice weather. There was a manic year here in, I'm going to say 20... I feel like it was 2011, when I, I specifically remember Djokovic played out on court number one, didn't like it at all. He no. didn't like his foray out onto court number one. But it 2010, was of, I think it 2010, was. yeah. I think that was the last time he played the tournament until last ah. year, actually. Um, but, yeah, you're, you're right. He, he, he didn't enjoy having to be moved. But um, in 2011 was one of the was, other two uh, washout it was days. the Monday final Yeah, it, was, it caused the Monday final. But it ended up being that amazing day oh, was, with Songer and Andy Murray in the final. absolutely brilliant. Yeah. So... Taking the positives, <laughs> as I'm going to do uh, tomorrow, that does mean you have an absolute bumper order of play to look forward to. Which we'll get on to in a moment, but just first to confirm, yes, I, I am not hallucinating. George Belshaw did tweet, now in a true battle of the resurface tips, Andy Murray takes on Bob Bryan in singles. <laughs> um, and at the end... Who won? Who won that? Bob Bryan wins and jokes, I didn't win one point. After they sit down, Andy Murray says to him on the bench, not many errors, solid. <laughs> so that's that then. Blimey, um, Daniela, during our <laughs> during our lengthy uh, rain delay filling on uh, on Prime Video today, um, I asked um, both Greg Rosetsky and Daniela Hantikova, and later on Mark Filipousis, who videoed uh, who visited our studio, to make their pitches to Andy Murray to be his Wimbledon doubles 
partner. Oh, yeah. I mean, Greg thinks he's in with a shout. Does he? <laughs> no, not... Well, I hope not, really. But, um, but, yeah, I mean, he said, you know, you've gone with Feliciano Lopez. He's big lefty. Big lefty serve. Doesn't mind coming to the net. Right. Yeah. That's his pitch. <laughs> That's his pitch. What did Philip Tell you what, going? though. I mean, I, I wasn't able to, to press her on it, but I do intend to... Daniela, I, I mean, I think if he get if he called Daniela and said, "Will you come out of retirement to play mixed doubles with me at Wimbledon?" She'd say yes, and she is a career Grand Slam mixed doubles champion. Career Grand Slam. Yeah, she's won all four. Wow, that's a good stat. I like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely push her on that. Because she played the um, exhibition last week in Cluj, Romania, the Simona oh, yes. Halep exhibition, which sounds like it was. Just a mind-boggling success. It was total part of, ha- full house, wasn't it? Total full house. I think eleven thousand people, um, and it's part of a sport festival that they hold in Romania. But I mean, she is—it's amazing to think of it, really, because of the type of character and personality that she is, which is completely unassuming, completely down to earth. Um, but she's just an absolute rock star. She's David Beckham. In yeah. uh, in Romania, and uh, it's cool, isn't I it? think last year when she wasn't playing, there were there were several hundred at the equivalent event, and it was a sellout of eleven thousand at this event last week. Daniela was playing um, with Halep, Dan Cahill was there, and Marius Coppil, um, and there was one other male player that um, I can't quite remember, but it really gave her. A t- you know, she's still recent enough in retirement that. I think every now and then she gets a pang of, oh, maybe I could, maybe. Well, I, I don't know Daniela well. You, you're obviously, you obviously know her pretty well now, having spent a lot of time with her in the Prime Video Studio. But my sense has always been that she's utterly in love with the sport. Yes, w- without question. She gets this look in her eye. It's like Stefano Sitsipas, and she, she loves talking about him, and she definitely gets him in a way that not everybody does you know she gets this misty-eyed sentimental look in her eye when she talks about (laughs) I mean most things tennis related really but certainly any of her own any of her own memories and um I was telling her that story that I recounted on the podcast about Sitsipas the morning after seeing him in the in the hotel in Paris the morning after the Vavrinka loss and how devastated he still was visibly and she just I mean, it got to me at the time, but it really got to her, really got to her. You know, that level of caring about this sport is something that she's obviously um, very much on a level with. But yeah, I mean, Andy Murray, if you're listening and you fancy playing some mixed doubles at Wimbledon, you probably couldn't do much better than Daniela Hantikova, and I reckon she's up for it. Yeah, and uh, can I name drop a bit? Go Um, for it. Okay. Uh, I mean, you're going to. Yeah, I'm just, you know, setting it up. Um, And Andy Murray, if you are listening, uh, further to our conversation earlier, uh, yes, I was was watching the match that he played against Milos Raonic on your coverage when the rain delay filling was going on, and he walked past. And he he said, oh, what are you watching? Hang on, were you just media director of the Fever 2 Championships? Are you just... I'd sort of got it on in my sat, peripheral vision. Sat on your own in a corner. Kind of. Watching the 2016 yeah. final. Oh, uh, this is genuinely how my day went, right? <laughs> I, I mean, I am the media director, but I don't sit in the media room. And one of the reasons I don't is because otherwise I just kept keep, keep getting asked for the order of play and where the toilets are and things like that. So, because, uh, I mean, that's more or less what I'm good for. But 
so I, what I do is I sit next to the tournament director, Stephen Farrow, so that whenever he makes a big decision, I can be there to relay it to as many people as possible and, uh, and just, just concentrate on what I'm doing. But yes, I do like to keep an eye on, A, the coverage from BBC and particularly Prime Video, see how Catherine's getting along, see, make sure she's not having a, you know, giving me a hard time on air or anything like that and so i have you that featured a lot in our coverage today i was on your coverage today a little mm. bit wasn't i mm. but i anyway i i was watching this match out of the corner of my eye amazing match Raonic against murray and uh, and, he, and just as murray walked through the office and saw <laughs> saw me watching it and he goes and actually i think he said something like aren't you supposed to be working um and i said uh, yeah i just thought i'd watch this i'm just waiting for you to pull your socks up and make a comeback at the moment because you lost the first set. Um, and then he, he come, came back about an hour and a half later when he'd actually mounted his comeback and he walked through and he said, you know, he was, they'd announced the play was done for the day and he goes, good night to everybody, you know, night, night, see you tomorrow. And then he comes back and he goes, who won that match you were watching? And I said, uh, I said, yeah, you just scraped it. A uh, bit lucky, but and he was very jolly. Very jolly, it was Andy Murray. So, uh, yeah, I, I did think you were a bit lucky, Andy, in that particular final against Milos Raonic, who played superbly. Back when he had John McEnroe yeah. in his corner. He had Lendl on one side, McEnroe on the other. The, it, looking back, I mean, I felt just a little bit sad watching it. I mean, it was, it was wonderful, mm. but with everything wonderful that's in the past and Time. feels like it might not return, yeah. it's tinged with sadness isn't it I mean saw Raonic in the in the players lounge today and look you know he might have a great grass court season he's a bit of an unknown quantity at the moment having not really played on clay he's got Santoro in his team which you know they've not really played much together since since teaming up in uh, in Indian Wells well to be fair he did have a good week but he just doesn't look the same guy doesn't look like the same he doesn't he's not walking the same way is there something about the way he was strutting about the court during that, and and the way he, in the speeches afterwards, yeah. both both speeches after that final were amazing because it was Father's Day, wasn't it? And Andy Murray was a, a, a new father to his first child at the time, and uh, I think Raonic paid tribute to that both his victory and said, you know, it's Father's Day, I'm pleased you've been able to do this, and it was all just, and he said, which Look, is I, a total lie. <laughs> Because he's not happy for him, is he? No, but he, he he said with this real confidence and sense of belonging, I hope to see you again in three weeks' time and we play yes. a, re- a rematch of this. And so that. it turned out to be. And yes, he, he got roundly beaten in that final, but he was confident that he was he was going to get there. I he think. thought he was going to win that Queen's final the way yeah. it was going because he was setting a break-up and, and Andy Murray was not playing badly. And then there was that inspirational backhand cross-court return you really r- were watching it today, weren't you? I loved that backhand return. I've watched that a yeah. lot of times. Um, but it's, yeah, it was, yeah, it was, it's just the, pa- the passing of time is sad, isn't yeah. it, sometimes? Yeah. Oh. We were all three years younger. We were. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. 
Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, Tennis Podcast listeners. David here. Now, you might know that I love a bit of cooking, and I think I'm quite good at it. But if I'm honest, even I get fed up trying to work out what to do every night. That's where Home Chef comes in, being able to put together a delicious meal without the long prep and the cook times, well that's pretty cool. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify your cooking experience. They have over 30 options a week and serve a variety of dietary needs so you don't have to worry about what to make ahead of time. Not only is it convenient, but it's economical too. Home Chef customers save an average of $86 per month on groceries. Now, for a limited time, Home Chef is offering Tennis Podcast listeners 18 free meals plus free dessert for life and, of course, free shipping on your very first box. Go to homechef.com slash tennis. That's homechef.com slash tennis for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. You heard it right. So the rest of the day, you said you had Mark Philippoussis in your studio today. There's a name that, I mean, it's 22 years since I, he... I cannot believe it's You showed years. some of the footage, didn't you, from him winning this title 22 years ago and beating Goran Ivanisevic in the final. Um, and there he was sitting next to you. And, I mean, my first memory of him is his win over Sampras at the Australian Open where he absolutely thrashed Sampras, who was world number one at the time three straight sets um and, and it, it it's funny he we ended up talking in in great length actually about the fact that he is one of those players that doesn't really remember much doesn't remember the details you know some some ex-tennis players just remember they remember forehands backhands every dodgy line call they ever had every time they were wronged by an umpire they remember everything Greg is one of those people. He remembers everything. And Mark Philippoussis, I mean, he couldn't remember much of that final. Well, see, Greg needs to remember it because he's <laughs> going to be a lawyer, isn't he? So, you know, like detail. Apparently so. Yes, watch this space, people. Or don't, if you can't bear the thought of it. Um, yeah, he, he, what he remembered about that final was the fact that, and when I watched the footage back, it was, it, it was clear. I'm not sure if people really realised at the time, but... He thought when he won the match that he thought it was a five set. He was, thought it was best of five. And when the umpire and when he and when he clinches the match, when he clinches that game and the match, he he does a small fist pump and walks towards the chair. And as he's walking, the umpire says, "Game set and match." And there's this look of like, "Oh, okay, great." Yeah, no, and then he goes, "I, I sort of realised when I lifted the trophy that oh, I, 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 yeah. we finished that." Yeah, bro, but. That's what he rem- he doesn't remember much of the match at all. I tell you what, though, I, unfortunately, it was it was off air because you know we 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 had him in for half an hour in there and we covered all sorts of topics and I'd love to have gone longer, but it felt like exploitation of the 
of the poor bloke who's who was desperately wanting to get back to his hotel to watch more episodes of Killing Eve, which is apparently what he's doing with his free time. But anyway, um, he does remember, he, he said the match he does most vividly remember is that match against Sampras at the Australian mm. Open. Suddenly, he said, oh, yeah, I remember most of that. Yeah, I mean, and I found that really interesting. It was um, the equivalence of sometimes watching Del Potro these days or Vavrinka, that otherworldly field, as though some larger force has just taken over a human and, and made them super strong. And uh, it was incredible. And, and I always feel a little bit... Um, a little bit sad, really, when I see Mark Filippoussis in a way, because he he had such promise, and he could have been an incredible champion. And he, I mean, I think he he would admit himself he made some mistakes in his, his career. But he, the main thing was that he, he what was it six knee surgeries? He told yeah, us he'd had I six mean, knee surgeries. His knees could not carry his frame. Really, that was the thing. Yeah, I mean, I used I used to feel quite sad. Um, about Mark Philippoussis. We, you know, we both used to work with him on the Champions Tour. He's and a very nice fellow, isn't he? Lovely guy. I, and I always just felt this sort of tinge of regret um, in him all the time. And I actually don't so much feel that anymore. I think he's genuinely happy. I mean, he's one of those people that you don't even need to ask him to get him to produce photos of his kids. <laughs> <laughs> he is. He's right there with you. You're sort of, you start the sentence of, oh, how old you are? And before you know it, the photos are in front of you. The phone's <laughs> out, the photos are in front of you. And look, they are completely adorable. Um, but he seems really happy now, and I'm so, um, I'm so pleased with that because I do think he went through a period of reckoning with his career mm. and, and regrets and, and probably struggled to to make himself okay with that. I mean, he was he was just captivating, talking about Nick Kyrgios, captivating. Oh, right. What did he say? He said that he thinks he's really unhappy. He sees a guy that's really unhappy and crying out for help. He might not realise that's what he's doing, but that's what Mark Philippoussis sees. He says, I asked him whether he'd ever been approached for, for guidance, be it formal or completely informal and he said his team had reached out to him Nick Kyrgios's team had reached out to him and he said no to it because he said it'll only work anything I have to say will only have any impact if the request comes from Nick himself Nick's got away he said he would love nothing more than Nick to come up to him and just chew the fat with him he said not even about tennis he said he just wants to sit and talk about life with him and he's desperate for that to happen but it needs to come from him. Mm. Be an interesting one, wouldn't it? Is there anybody that could get through? He d- he said he's desperate to walk over to him and just go, "Hey, how, how you doing?" Like, well, he's got not tennis, chance, but yeah. how are you doing? Come on, you've got a chance. I know, you? but he wants Nick to come to him. Oh, okay. Because they're sharing a player lounge this week, and you know, and Nick's in a good mood. He's in a good mood, but he look he curious is somebody that. He needs people to get him. Mm. He res- he loves Andy Murray because he feels like Andy Murray gets him and yeah. understands him. And I, I'm not sure there's anyone on the planet that understands him or has the potential to understand him like Mark Philippoussis. It's 
very interesting. Very interesting. Uh, incidentally, uh, we, we referenced, yeah, I think it was yesterday's podcast or the day before, uh, about the interviews that have been done by young nine-year-old Vuk Vutic, who has uh, been interviewing all the players for us here at this tournament, and he interviewed Nick Kyrgios. And I, I, I would not do it justice if I tried to describe it. All I can say is go to Queen's Tennis Twitter and watch it. It's just fantastic, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, he. Uh, we ran a on Prime. We ran a a press conference that Vuk was a part of, um, uh, along with three other very adorable, yeah. slightly less confident <laughs> young children. <laughs> Vuk was definitely the um, the bolshiest of the four. Yeah, all representatives of the the tennis for kids. Uh, yeah, campaign. I mean they were fabulous, and they they um, did a press conference with Stanford Brinker, and I think as we discussed, perhaps during the French Open, it's all a bit of a blur now. Stan, really likable, nice guy, but quite difficult to get anything of substance out of him in press conferences. Well, it turns out the answer is bringing a load of really cute kids. Yeah, it's, it's, and the other shame is, you know, some players. Uh, are, are difficult to interview, and then when you get them off mic, they yeah. are the life and soul. They're sociable. They're pulling your leg. They're having fun. I I didn't really know Stan Wawrinka before this week. That is what I'm finding. I I don't know really how you interview. You two are him. having Twitter bants. Well, that hasn't gone unnoticed. I I mean, I can't comment other than to say he comes in the office a lot, Stephen's office, and he just seems to want to make juvenile conversation for which I'm absolutely right up there for um, should bring Vuk back in there, there was a moment where uh, where he came up to uh, one of the people working in that office and, they, and he said um, he said what, what do you eat at this time of day it was about four o'clock <laughs> he was, and we were all waiting watching the rain and she said oh it's uh, it's tea time you know and he goes oh yeah like those, uh, what are they called? Those things that you eat with the cream? And she said scones, you know. Ooh, uh, did she say it like that? Cream tea, something like that. How do you say it? Scones. Scones. But we are at the Queen's Club, so well, it might be what's, scones. Which one's the posh one? Scones. Okay, it's gone then. You f- you remember your roots, David. Yeah, right, it's gone then. Isn't it? <laughs> um, so, uh, Stan, the look on his face when he described this thing, how much he clearly adored these things. Uh, and I just said, come on, it's not athlete's food, though, is it? And uh, he oh, said... diesel. He said, come on, man, I'm not an athlete, you know? <laughs> he said, I'm old school. <laughs> he said, I mean, look at me, I'm not an athlete. I mean, he is an athlete. If you actually look at him, he's got a six-pack now, but he's a big lad, isn't he? And he, he used to like going down the pub. Um, but he... Are you saying he no longer likes going down the pub? No, I think he does, but he's... I mean, look, he's an incredible worker. He's obviously yeah. supremely fit, but he also... He's a bit more of a normal bloke, isn't he? I mean, he's... And he, as he said to, at the time, he's, I'm in my 30s, you know, well into my 30s, and I don't have to worry about that anymore. He was, was the gist of what he was saying. <laughs> I'm not going to bother eating all that rubbish. I'll eat whatever I want. Um, but anyway, I, he's, been, he's been good company uh, in, a, in a sort of leg-pulling well, kind of way. I think... I think everybody does get the sense that he's very good company, which is which is why it's notable that you, you don't get so much out of him in interviews, I think, because there's that frustration of feeling, oh, there's there's some gold there. We just can't tap into it. But mm. not everyone's a performing monkey, no. are they? I mean, 
it's so so the day as a whole just just to finish off and we'll have a quick look at the order of play but the day as a whole i mean it's been frustrating for people hasn't it and all we we try to do at the tournament i don't know whether we get it right every time but you're just trying to let people know what's happening as much as you can why you haven't taken the covers off when it stopped raining for a bit and the truth is Graham Kimpton, the, 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 the groundsman, says, you know, if, if it's about to rain in 10 minutes and we know that on our radar, why would we bother taking the, the covers off? And then there's a sort of 40-minute period, he says, between making the decision to take them off and the court being playable because the courts have got to air and dry out, otherwise you, you risk them being too slick and, and people falling over and hurt, hurting themselves. Um, but, yeah, we got to 5 o'clock and it was just clear, we can't play. We can't play in this or you can't make the players wait any longer. It's just getting ridiculous. And, and all the people in the stands and, and better to just, you know, give them a refund and hopefully come back and try again tomorrow. Uh, Andy Murray will play his doubles match now on Thursday. Um, but it does mean... Keeps him in the tournament longer. <laughs> <laughs> not being done for that. Um, but the, the order of play for, for tomorrow is four singles matches on centre, which, you know, I think they're the same four matches that there would have been today, aren't they? Yes, just, just in a slightly, slightly different, different configuration because Shapovalov and Del, Del Potro... Potro is first. Yes, they're, they're first because Del Potro plays in doubles. He's got doubles, yes. and then it's Evans Vavrinka, it's Edmund Sitsipas, and then it's Dimitrov against Ogier Aliasim. Uh, what's happened in Halle today and Birmingham? I th- they got, how? This is what I don't understand. I come from near Birmingham. How come they got some play today and London didn't? That Weather, doesn't David. Happen, ever. Um, what has ha- happened in. Well, I tell you what, uh, in. Birmingham, they've had they've had some corking matches today. Asaka against Sakari. Don't rub it in. As a as a first round match. Who won that? Naomi Osaka, six one four six six three. Wow, that is a good match. Brilliant match. Putinsova beat Harriet Dart one and four and as we mentioned yesterday, Dart and Williams are no more. That was a that was a one match partnership. Fleeting partnership. Fle- fleeting. Um three set of it, is, it has not been a good day for Matt. Perhaps why he's not appearing on this podcast because both Diania Sremska and Victoria Kuzmova have lost. There was a moment when he started live streaming the Kuzmova match just because he was so <laughs> depressed about the weather here. Oh, well, I doubt that would have helped. No. Um, Victoria Kuzmova lost to Maria Sharapova in Mallorca. And Diania Maria Sremska, Sharapova? Yeah, first match in four months. I genuinely didn't know she played tennis. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, I, wow. I didn't know she. We, I think she perhaps That's, took a last. I mean, yeah, she's a last minute wild card. What was seven the score? six. It was seven six six. Love. I tell you what. I mean, I don't know how Kuzmova played, but that is a good win for Sharapova straight off four months out. Matt can possibly hear you over the divide. Yeah, which is why is I'm it? A, to I mean, I'm I'm not sure. Grass is is. Kuzmova's thing I think it should be she's got a massive serve yeah yeah okay Kerber also won in uh, I can feel Matt's disapproving look in your Alison Risk lost to somebody I've never heard of which is a bit of a surprise in Mallorca okay. perhaps a, a bridge too far for her Azarenka lost to Garcia that's a heck of a first round as well isn't it um, Lise Corne Anison Mova uh, who beats, won that? she won she went through over T. Martin Kova. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. 
<laughs> we were all over that one. Uh, Sam Stoza beat uh, Zheng and Sevastova one three. That's Mallorca. Um, but yeah, Birmingham I was following more closely today. Um, I, I couldn't believe that Sakari against Sasaka was a first rounder. Potence for Dart. Gerges beat Yastremska. Petra Martic beat Alexandrova. I tell you what, I find this result very interesting. Yelena Ostapenko, 6-love, six 6-2 six over Iga Zviatek. Oh, yeah. Um, last year's junior Wimbledon champion, one of Matt's darlings. Uh, he's not had a good day, He's he? not had a he's good had day a at all. He's total washout, but, and he's I mean, players. I know this potentially sounds silly, because Zviatek is, you know, she's 18, she's, she's barely played at senior level, although, of course, had a run at the French Open but she's a qualifier which is always dangerous we know she loves grass we know how dangerous and and talented she is and we also know how out of form Ostapenko is so I think Ostapenko love and two over Sviatek I think that's a big win for Yelena Ostapenko who now plays Joe Conta right it's the start of something that's the new phrase Ostapenko's in the mix Roger Federer (laughs) Defeated John Millman, 7-6-6-3, US Open Revenge. Uh, Joe Wilfred Songer, a winner. Gasquet won. Uh, Chorich won. And that'll just about do it. I think we have been the tennis podcast at this point uh, here on this Tuesday evening in rainy London. Is this the first tennis podcast without tennis? I think it probably is. Yeah. But it's been good. I hope you agree. I wonder if anybody's listening. Is anybody still there? Anyway, we, we've been brought to you in association with The Telegraph, executive produced by... David Cameron t- came today. Tennisballs.com, that's enough of that. But, and but he came and watched, how long, he watched no tennis. Well, there's a blessing. And, uh, and executive, what is it? Mascot is Rio with a Y. Sorry, Rio with a Y. We'll be back tomorrow, hopefully, with tennis having actually been played. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.